stories don't define you. How you tell them will. Hi, I'm Sarah Elkins, your host and chief storymaker at Elkins Consulting. In my work with coaching clients, I guide people to improve their communication using storytelling as the foundation of our work together. What I've realized over years of coaching and podcasting is that the majority of people don't realize the impact of the stories they share on their internal messages and on the people they're sharing them with. What really lights me up is guiding executives and uncovering the stories in their lives that are meaningful. The stories that, when shared with the right audience in the right way, connect, inspire, and motivate. Here's what a former client had to say about our work together. As a leader of leaders, I struggle with how and when to use my stories to emphasize the points my audience is looking for. It's a delicate balance between sounding like I'm bragging and delivering a message that needs to be heard. Sarah's approach to storytelling clears that obstacle so that you can deliver a clear and concise message using your stories to emphasize your points. It's truly amazing when it all comes together. Greg McDonough, Blackburn Capital Advisors and President of the Entrepreneurs' Organization of Washington, D.C. Visit elkinsconsulting.com to learn more about working with me. I just don't think that way, not in a linear timeline of events. I read your book, but I couldn't start collecting my stories, even when I tried to use the exercises and worksheets you provided. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Mary was getting ready for a series of interviews, and she knew preparing a few personal stories would be critical to truly engaging her interviewers and their audiences. When I started as a communication coach, my intention was to guide people toward useful self-reflection. That's the only way to be a good communicator. You have to know yourself, understand your role in miscommunication, and be aware of how you're being perceived by the people around you. Now, it's not about being a chameleon, changing who you are based on the person you're speaking with. It's about being intentional about what you want as the result of any interaction and making adjustments in how you present information so you're more likely to be understood and to understand. I use storytelling as the foundation of my work because the stories people tell and how they tell them say a lot about who they are, how they think, and where they're getting in their own way. After two sessions, Mary was getting frustrated at her inability to recall key parts of her life with any detail. She struggled with the structure I created in the book and felt like it was her own failure in memory that was causing the problem. At the beginning of our third session, I finally had a moment of clarity. Tell me about someone who was in your life briefly and who had a profound impact on you. She immediately recalled a professor she struggled with during her master's degree program. Mary, what did he look like? Can you see him now? Can you imagine he's in front of you? Where would you have had a conversation with him? Tell me about that. When you think of a time you sat in that place with him, what's the conversation you're having? Suddenly, a world opened up in front of us. My client had a vivid memory of a pivotal conversation she had with that professor. She recalled where they were standing, what had happened in the hours before, 
and exactly what happened in the days following. It was a powerful memory and an incredible story. The book, Your Stories Don't Define You, How You Tell Them Will, includes worksheets and exercises to guide readers to begin collecting stories in a story portfolio. The intention is to have a variety of stories ready to use at an appropriate time with an appropriate audience. The worksheets begin by asking about particular eras in the reader's life. Broad descriptions like first year out of high school or the year my father died or maybe my engagement and first year of marriage. As the reader continues through the book, they're asked to recall certain pivotal moments within those eras, like a particular adventure or situation they experienced right after they graduated from high school, maybe a car accident, or moving into the dormitory for their freshman year of college. The worksheets guide the reader to dig into those memories to uncover details about where they were, who was with them, and what made the moment scary or enlightening, exciting, awesome. Working with Mary made me realize there are many other ways to collect these stories and that some people simply don't think in such a linear way to be able to pick out eras as being pivotal parts of their lives. At the end of our third session, I asked Mary to do some homework prior to our next appointment. Write down the names of two other people who had major influence on your life, not your parents or direct family members yet. Think about both positive and negative experiences. I know I have some unhappy and challenging memories of particular people who had influence on who I am today, for better or for worse. She came back to our next session eager to begin and we uncovered three more great stories for her portfolio. Mary was ready for more homework. This week, jot down a few locations, places you visited or lived that you know now were meaningful to you in your life. Think about your first apartment or maybe a house you lived in for a short time, but where important things happened to you when you lived there. Our sessions from that point forward were full of energy, memories, and incredible discussions about her experiences with particular people and in particular locations. By our sixth session, she had a portfolio full of great story ideas, and she was ready to start fleshing them out into stories to practice telling in person, to prepare for the interviews she had scheduled, and to write as blog posts to share. We had come a long way, but we weren't done yet. Now that she had great story ideas, it was time to categorize them so she'd have a better idea of when to share them. We worked through her StrengthsFinder results and discussed what was important to her in terms of how she was perceived, especially for the upcoming interviews. Mary said, I want to be known as reliable, knowledgeable and competent in my field, and as someone with a sense of humor. Slowly and carefully, we reviewed the many stories in her collection and categorized them. This one demonstrates my reliability, 
These stories demonstrate my sense of humor. This story demonstrates my knowledge in my field. There were some that crossed multiple categories, of course, but having this structure gave her confidence, particularly as we uncovered specific work-related stories that, instead of saying, I'm reliable, she could share one that demonstrated her reliability. It no longer felt like bragging. It felt like a story, complete with an obstacle, other characters, a specific project, a location, and a successful conclusion. As any author will tell you, I never really thought your stories don't define you was complete. If I hadn't made certain promises, it might never have been published. I always found changes I wanted to make and additions that I thought would make it even better. But I remember reading the story portfolio instructions and reviewing the worksheets and thinking they were good. They were very good and they were ready for readers to use. Now, they're still good, and many readers have found them to be a great start for their own story portfolios. But I suppose if I had it to do again, I might consider a few other options beyond starting with general eras within a lifetime. If you're collecting stories for your story portfolio, remember that there isn't just one way to do anything. Use the tools that work for you. The important part is that you realize how your stories can influence your internal messages and the perceptions of others, and that you're beginning to collect them. And when you have one of your own aha moments with a vivid memory, I hope you'll reach out and let me know. Are you ready to start your story portfolio so you have the right story ready to share when the opportunity presents itself? When you're ready to get started, my book, Your Stories Don't Define You, How You Tell Them Will, is available in all the regular places, and the audiobook version is available on Google Play and on my website, elkinsconsulting.com. As a special bonus for listeners, the audiobook includes two songs recorded by my band, Spare Change, in my living room in Montana. Also on my website is a free podcast interview checklist. It's available to download to make sure you make the most out of your next podcast interview. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate the podcast and leave a review and let me know that you've done it so I can thank you properly. Thank you. Could you tell me?